On this episode of Resi Week, we look back at 2018 and bring you some of the best conversations that we had on the show. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 151, Best of 2018. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Peerless AV, driving technology through innovation, and by HD Base T. This week's episode of Resi Week is going to be special. Today, we're going to take a look back at the year that was and check out some of the highlights from the AV industry and specifically the residential market. There have been a number of mergers and acquisitions that shook up this space, as well as a lot of our friends finding some new opportunities within new companies. Probably the largest hire this year was Charlie Kindle, previously from Microsoft and Amazon, where he helped develop their voice control assistant, Alexa. He joined Control4 in August of this past year as the senior VP of products and services, which we discuss with Brad Heinz from Control4 on Resi Week episode 131. Brad starts off talking about how this great hire came to be. Oh, we're very excited to have someone that has such deep experience. Um, and, you know, when our uh, former SVP of product announced his retirement at late last year, um, we, you know, Martin, he, he'll tell you that he was nervous about finding somebody that has the hardware and the software experience and, and pulling them, uh, trying to pull them together and ship, uh, ship a whole big platform. But to go even further, you know, when you're a manufacturer in this space, you have a two-sided market. You need to be able to speak to consumers, but you also need to be able to do it in a way that you're keeping your dealer channel happy. You're delivering products for them so that they can help grow their business. And, and he's got that two-sided experience, albeit with a lot of software developers, right, mm-hmm. in that development community, and then end consumers on the other side. So we're really excited to have somebody that's so customer-centric, but also is really deeply committed to the channel as well. Very good. Colleen, when we look at this hire, um, as I kind of mentioned in the intro, this is a really big get for the industry. And, and I want to phrase this appropriately, and I probably won't, so bear with me and hopefully you can clean this up. <laughs> but does this legitimize or, or does this help legitimize our industry and our channel when we're able to grab and, and grab talent of this level and bring him from Amazon? into the CI channel because we don't see that as often. We hardly ever see that. I can't even think of another instance in which we've had such a, a, a large high profile person come into our small little industry. I think we are legitimate. We always have been, but this really does increase the, it, and will increase the awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that uh, consumers need to become more aware of the ability to call somebody to put in your home technology as you would call a plumber or an electrician. And uh, that awareness, uh, I think Charlie is gonna be a big help in bringing that change about. Our next segment comes to us from Resi Week 130. This year has seen a trend in the rise of a Resi Marshall. That's the phrase that I probably should have trademarked so I could sue y'all who are using it. Resi Marshall, if you haven't heard of it, it is the kind of the design aesthetic where you're merging residential designs into a commercial space. 
of, you know, meeting rooms and huddle spaces and offices really creating that more relaxed, you know, residential living room, family room feel. Jal Sutton of Cedia starts us off talking about the challenge and the reward that comes with resimercial design. I think it's, you know, it, it, it is um, not without its challenges. I mean, I think the commercial world is very different to the resi world. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking from my experience being an integrator uh, in the center of London, we were surrounded by um, commercial office spaces, boardrooms. Um, the way of working uh, in commercial is a bit different. A lot of the time you're working uh, through the contractor. You're not necessarily working direct with client. That requires a whole different uh, way of doing business. So I think it's it's definitely not without its challenges, but I think there's a huge opportunity there because um, of the nature of the designers that are available. When you come to, uh, to these projects and you're able to propose solutions that um, are actually really going to enhance the spaces, I mean, designers are like, whoa, you know, we're not used to this. You know, mm -hmm. in commercial, a lot of the time there's no thought into aesthetics. It's about the right product for the job. So yeah, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic. I've always thought that there is an opportunity for um, residential integrators to work more on boardrooms. Um, and I think this is just a continuation of that. Our next segment comes from ResiWeek 126. As smart home technology becomes more ubiquitous, it comes with a chance of that control being used with harmful intent. Jason Knott starts us off talking about, about what integrators can do to ensure that a secure system is in place to protect against things like domestic abuse being uh, affected through smart home technology. Maybe it's a service opportunity for an integrator to go back and say, hey, I can come back in and do a whatever clean sweep password change or a connectivity mm -hmm. change based uh, for a flat fee. I'm just making this up, but you know, maybe it becomes that sort of, a, of an opportunity. Mitch, I'm sorry. I, I talked over you there. Go ahead. No, 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 you're, you're right. It's a double-edged sword here. I mean, you can't leave a back door open in order for an integrator to come in and fix this. You can't do that. I mean, oh my God, you know, that, that can create all kinds of other potential hacking problems. Yeah. How do you lock down an approval? And it's not just a domestic abuse issue. Think about someone sells their house, right? Yeah. And now the new owners come in and the old owners could potentially keep a back door open and have access to it. So this cuts into so many different areas and is way beyond the scope of an integrator. Um, I yeah, Wow. Uh, to start getting into legal issues like that, I don't know. Do you want to put a single page contract that says, uh, you know, I hereby approve the fact that uh, only Mr. Jones is going to have access to the system and not Mrs. Uh, or do you want to cross that line and even imply that something like this could potentially happen uh, to the couple yeah. when you're, you're meeting with the happy couple and say, well, Mr. You know, kiss you, abuse, and this is... Uh, no thanks. Well, and yeah. I think I think that's the hard thing is you read through this and you know, I, I even I called Tim out as soon as he sent it to me. I'm like, why are you trying to get me in trouble? What are you doing to me? <laughs> but it, it it is a big thing of, you know, who does have the rights? Who how do you as the as the integrator do the best you possibly can to ensure that all parties are aware of what's going on and that your you know making a secure system going forward. You know, this reminds me, we did an article a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys saw it about who actually owns the video that comes that is recorded from a video doorbell. You oh, think I didn't the, see home, that. the homeowner might think that they own it. They don't own it. No. Whoever's storing that or doing the recording is the actual owner. And it came up in a case because an integrator, a homeowner wanted 
to uh, see the video because there'd been a fight out on the curb in front of the house. And some, one of the pastors by said he wanted to see the video so he could, you know, conceivably prove that he wasn't the aggressor in the fight and uh, it ended up being a legal issue. But this reminds me of, of you know, you, you guys might remember, I want to th- say it was 2015 or 2016, the keynoter at CDA Expo, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Rogers said that you will have customers who will pay you more to keep you disconnected than your customers are paying you today to connect you. Yeah, I don't think they're wrong. I don't think so either. Our final segment of this best of episode comes from Resi Week 113. Sonos published a patent that would create playlists based on biometrics. If you didn't think Sonos was moving fast enough, yeah, they did this too. Joe Whitaker of The Thoughtful Home starts off talking about how mood-based playlists aren't as much of a science fiction concept as we might think it is. When you go into a bar or restaurant and uh, they have background music, ambient music, DJs, etc., they do, uh, you know, kind of a um, internal, in their mind, kind of room assessment based on how BPMs can either do bring a crowd's, uh, you know, attention span and feelings up, how they can turn tables faster within a restaurant based on the BPMs, how to keep it at a certain level so that you're not chasing people off, but you're getting them to spend more money. Um, This is actually a pretty legitimate thing because you could think of somebody going into start to uh, hop on a treadmill and start exercising and Sonos sees your your, uh, uh, heart rate per minute jump, they can increase the music to match your exercise. You're at a resting heart rate. They know you're trying to relax, you know, with a glass of scotch or a cigar, and all of a sudden they cut on that kind of music. This is legitimate, but the power of this patent isn't what they're proposing now. It's what they can do after the fact. Once they can mm-hmm. start doing real biometric measurements based on um, facial expression, uh, slumping, all these other things that we know there's scientific analytics behind already. But this lets them put their, the great thing about a patent is it's a timestamp. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's a timestamp of we've got this idea, we're gonna expand upon it, and you can expect, expect us to do three or four uh, patent uh, revisions within the next three years. That's what this is about. This is, at first I thought it was a joke. No, it's, it's gonna actually be something real. Very good. So not a joke. Mike, when you when you look at this, obviously there's a lot of factors that will play into the rollout of this down the road. But how quickly could we start to see some of this happen? I think you're actually already starting to see some of this happen um, with when you when you look at some of um the preferences that are built into just the skills from Alexa, for example. Mm -hmm. So once they understand, um, you know, if you read some of the claims from this patent application, they're talking about, um, you know, uh, the biometrics. So in your voice, they can, uh, you can pick up whether you're stressed or whether you're, you know, and, and, uh, or whether you're sad or whether, and so just uh, some of the skills 
on the Alexa of understanding, oh, the way that that particular uh, request came in, uh, you know, they're starting to, to do that. Um, if, if in a, in a workflow, you're, if you're working on something, you're concentrating on that. And as they start to pick up more of this, uh, and again, the Joe's exactly right. Cause this is, we're in a first to file, uh, patent system now. And so, um, <laughs> them putting that flag into the ground is going to allow some of these, um, algorithms that will pick up on certain things and and either judge his his mention about the bpm in in uh you know different tables that's really good but think about even you you're exercising you're doing something and you know it adjusting that as well so it's it's here it's it's happening now Thanks again for joining us on this special year-end wrap-up show. Uh, for myself, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please take a moment to check out avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the site, please take a moment to te- check out our supporters. We're extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 